Good morning. Uh, just a reminder to everyone that following our service today, we are having a voters meeting uh, downstairs in the Undercroft, and there will be a light lunch provided as well. Uh, this coming week, I'll be away on Monday through Wednesday at a pastor's conference for the Eastern District. But if you're in need of any emergency pastoral care, feel free to contact the office, and we'll be able to help you out. Also, uh, Carrie Lemonovich, uh, Lemonovich described a Spare Change Sunday program that we're doing for the youth to benefit the youth gathering. And uh, those Spare Change uh, buckets and jars are in the back. If you're interested in helping out with that, all of the proceeds will go towards uh, their youth gathering trip, which is coming up in a few years. The Old Testament reading for this, the 21st Sunday after Pentecost, is from the 45th chapter of Isaiah. Thus says the Lord to his anointed, to Cyrus, whose right hand I have grasped, to subdue nations before him and to loose the belts of kings, to open doors before him that gates may not be closed. I will go before you and level the exalted places. I will break in pieces the doors of bronze and cut through the bars of iron. I will give you the treasures of darkness and the hordes in secret places, that you may know that it is I, the Lord, the God of Israel, who call you by your name. For the sake of my servant Jacob and Israel, my chosen, I call you by your name. I name you, though you do not know me. I am the Lord, and there is no other besides me. There is no God. I equip you. Though you do not know me, that people may know from the rising of the sun and from the west that there is none besides me. I am the Lord, and there is no other. I form light and create darkness. I make well-being and create calamity. I am the Lord who does all these things. This is the word of the Lord. Our epistle reading is from the first chapter of 1 Thessalonians. Paul, Silvanus, and Timothy, to the church of the Thessalonians, and God the Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ, grace to you and peace. We give thanks to God always for all of you, constantly mentioning you in our prayers, remembering before our God and Father your work of faith and your labor of love, and steadfastness of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. For we know, brothers loved by God, that he has chosen you, because our gospel came to you not only in word, but also in power, and in the Holy Spirit, and with full conviction. You know what kind of men we proved to be among you for your sake. And you became imitators of us and of the Lord, for you received the word in much affliction with the joy of the Holy Spirit, so that you became an example to all the believers in Macedonia and in Achaia. For not only has the word of the Lord sounded forth from you in Macedonia and Achaia, but your faith in God has gone forth everywhere so that we need not say anything. For they themselves report concerning us the kind of reception we had among you. And how you turn to God from idols to serve the living and true God and to wait for his son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, Jesus, who delivers us from the wrath to come. 
This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 22nd chapter. Then the Pharisees went and plotted how to entangle Jesus in his talk. And they sent their disciples to him, along with the Herodians, saying, Teacher, we know that you are true and teach the way of God truthfully. And you do not care about anyone's opinion, for you are not swayed by appearances. Tell us then what you think. Is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not? But Jesus, aware of their malice, said, Why put me to the test, you hypocrites? Show me the coin for the tax. And they brought him a denarius. And Jesus said to them, Whose likeness and inscription is this? They said, Caesar's. Then he said to them, Therefore render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. When they heard it, they marveled, and they left him and went away. This is the gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace to all of you. From God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Today in our gospel reading, Jesus stood holding a coin in his hand. He took this coin and turned it around, flipping it over. And This coin, a denarius, is something everyone had. It was their version of a quarter. As Jesus looked at this tiny coin, he stared at the face that was printed on this coin. It was the face of Caesar. And on the other side of the coin was an inscription. It read, Tiberius Caesar, son of the divine Augustus, high priest of Rome. So Jesus held a coin in his hand with the picture of a man who declared himself the son of the gods, high priest of Rome. And as he's holding this coin, the Pharisees ask him a question. Is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not? Jesus knew this was a trap. If Jesus said, no, don't pay your taxes, then the Romans would arrest him. Or if Jesus said, yes, pay your taxes, well, the people might attack Jesus because Rome was occupying Israel at the time and the people hated everything that had to do with Rome. So Jesus just held this coin, this coin with the face of a human man declaring himself to be a high priest, a son of the gods. And Jesus said very simply, Give to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, but give to God the things that are God's. You have to pay your taxes. I know we love to complain about taxes and how high they are all the time, but just keep in mind the big picture of eternal life. Taxes are just money, and money doesn't last forever. And for Jesus... The money has Caesar's face on the name, on the coin, so it must belong to Caesar, so give it back to Caesar. It actually reminds me a lot of what preschoolers will do with things that belong to them. Have you ever noticed that little children will get a marker and write their name on things that belong to them? 
So a little boy will write his name on a car. That car belongs to him and has his name on it. A little girl will write her name on her dollhouse. It belongs to her. Her name's written on it. So for Jesus, give Caesar the coin. It belongs to him. It has his name on it like a little kid would write their name on something they own. That doesn't matter. What matters is what Jesus said next. And what Jesus said next was much harder. Jesus said, give to God what is God's. Give God what God deserves. Basically, give God his tax. And I don't think anyone expected to hear this from Jesus. Because how do we give God the tax that we owe? How do we pay God back for what we owe to God? For example, this morning the sun rose. Just like it does every single day. But believe it or not, there's a tax for that. Sun doesn't just rise for free. Or when it rains, that water is sent by God. And no water's totally free. There's a tax to pay for that rain. Nothing's free in life, not even rain. But how on earth are we supposed to pay for that? What thanks can we give to God enough to earn the sun rising every day and the rain coming every time we need it? But then there are even harder things. For example, God has blessed each and every one of you here with life this morning. You are alive. All of you are breathing. All of your hearts are beating. You're alive. And believe it or not, there is a tax for that. But how can we pay that? So we're called to pay God back with a holy life. But what happens when we sin? What happens when we can't pay him back? And when we sin, we just get deeper and deeper in debt. We are called to purify our hearts, to make them holy and loving toward God and our neighbor. This is our tax we owe to God. But we can't pay it back. Because of our sinful nature, we're not able to pay God back what we owe to God. And that's what Jesus said today. Give to God what is God's. And that was not a suggestion Jesus made. Jesus gave you an order. Give this to God. Whatever it is you owe him, give it to him. So then in desperation, we might reach deep down into the pockets of our hearts to pay up. And yet all we pull up from out of our hearts is our own love of sinning. We can't pay that tax. When we reach into the purses of our minds to pay God back with pure thoughts, all we find are more failures than successes. We can't pay what God demands. And yet Jesus stands there saying, give to God what is God's. 
So we reach into our wallet to pull out a perfect life. And the wallets of our souls are empty. Give to God what is God's. And we can't. Not a single one of us can. As hard as we try, we keep failing. As hard as we may want to, we can't pay God back perfectly. And yet there Jesus stands saying to everyone, saying to all of us, a command that just makes me shake when I think about it. Give to God what is God's. And I know I can't. And I think you know you can't. So what are we supposed to do? Jesus just stood there today holding a coin. And this coin, this denarius, had a picture of Caesar on it. A man claiming to be the son of a divine being and a high priest. This image and this title were stamped into that coin. So from Jesus' perspective, if that's what Caesar wants, just give it to him. Who cares? It's a coin. But God wants something else. God demands something more than just a coin. Jesus stood there holding this coin. I can almost picture Jesus just kind of taking it and flipping the coin around. On the one side is the image of Caesar, a son of the gods on the coin. But the one who's holding this coin... Jesus is the real Son of God, the Heavenly Father. And the title on this coin that Caesar is the high priest of Rome, I have no doubt as Jesus looked at that coin of a human proclaiming himself the high priest of Rome, that Jesus probably chuckled to himself. Because Jesus, God in the flesh, is The great high priest who came into this world for one reason and one reason alone. He came to save by us by offering himself as a sacrifice for our sins. Basically, Jesus came to pay our taxes for us. Give to God's what's God's. That's what Jesus said. Basically, pay your tax to God. And every human heart comes up empty, unable to pay that tax. Every human heart, except for one, Jesus himself. So on the cross, Jesus hangs there to pay our tax. Jesus gives to God what belongs to God. A perfect life. A perfect soul. A sinless sacrifice. Something we could never do. And that is something Jesus gladly does. All for you. For all the times when we should give thanks to God for the rain. And the fact that the sun rose this morning. Well, Jesus paid that thanks offering on the cross. 
He paid the price for that. And all of us have hearts that are beating right now. We're all breathing right now. In spite of living in a fallen world. Well, Jesus paid that tax. So you can keep living even in a dying world. And the tax for holy living that we can't pay. Well, Jesus is also paying that tax. In the shedding of his blood for you. The tax for living a life in perfect devotion to God. Something we're really deficient in paying. Yes, Jesus is hanging on a cross for you to pay that tax for all of us as well. Jesus has given to God everything that belongs to God. And he did that for you. So now with all of our debts paid off, with our taxes covered by Christ's sacrifice, you're ready. You're ready to keep living a life of faith right now in this world. A faith that looks to him for your salvation every single day. A faith that never looks to yourself to pay your taxes. But a faith that keeps turning your head and your eyes and your hearts to look to him. We'll never live perfect lives. And never have perfect, holy thinking. Not perfectly. But Christ has done both for you. So that you can live perfectly faithful lives in him right now. By always looking to him for your salvation. Stay close to him in this life. In fact, cling to him. Because he wants to cling to you. He has paid every single debt you have ever had, that you've ever owed. And I pray that every day of your life, for as many days as God gives you in this world, that you would stay close to Christ, the one who has given to God everything that belongs to God. And he has done that for you, all for you, so that your debts are fully paid by his sacrifice. Amen. Now may the peace of our God, which surpasses our understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.